Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Honored to be on their show earlier today. Danny and Matt do an excellent job interviewing people. Afternoons on the score. Now we're ready for baseball. Japan takes the field. That's the U.S. lineup against this left-handed pitcher. And Japan's manager very confident of this young man. Yeah, Shota Imanaga. Four innings on two games, three hits, one earned run. Look, this is a guy who's going to feature a pretty good fastball, good riding four-seam fastball. But his biggest pitch is that split. Can he throw it enough times to get the hitters off the fastball? We shall find out. But it's a fastball split slider combo. This is a guy that kind of is a little bit deceptive, a little Johnny Cueto, a little Tyler Anderson, a fastball like Urias from that we saw in Mexico. But he's got the whole package, and I'm excited to watch him. 0-2. Got it. That right there was a good split. That's a guy that's understanding, hey, I'm going to rush him up and in, and then I'm going to slow him down with the split change right there. It was more of a straighter split change. It had really no dive down. That was a good one right there. See Paul Bozeman right there having a little talk with Turner. Hey, talk to me about the split. So much for no moves for the Chicago Cubs. And we'll have Dave Wanstead in studio at 4 o'clock. And I think Shane's making smash burgers right now. Shota Imanaga, nicknamed the throwing philosopher. Like it. The lefty, the big signing for the rotation. And then just today, a little bit before we came on the air, Michael Bush, exciting prospect from the Dodgers, has been traded to the Cubs. So they got a lefty bat and a lefty arm uh, as the two big additions, non-Craig Council edition, of the Cubs offseason so far. The offseason has begun in earnest, finally, and it's really interesting. Imanaga, who you heard the highlight of there from the World Baseball Classic, is uh, was thought to be getting a deal probably, what, $80 million guaranteed, $100 million guaranteed, ended up taking a deal with much less guaranteed from the Cubs, and they're kind of working out. They were now they've worked out some of those details. A press conference tomorrow from Jed will explain some of it. Interesting, some of it might be about injury prevention and usage limitation, some of it might be him wanting to be here. Seems to really want to be here. John Heyman told Mullion Hall yesterday that uh, the deal here can basically can equal 
the deal that he had guaranteed from someone else. Yeah. That he's basically, he's betting on himself. He thinks he'll hit his incentives here. And there's like team options and player options that can turn it into that 80 something million dollar deal. It's a very creatively structured deal, but that he had it in guarantees elsewhere and wanted to be here instead. Well, you know how it works now. Like these guys talk to the pitching infrastructure of the prospective teams and they hear what their ideas are. And they're like, oh yeah, okay. You want to work with me in uh, with this way. Cause Imanaga has a great fastball. And it's not like 96, 97, 98. It's 93, 94, but it's got crazy funky movement. But he can give up a lot of home runs. So the thought process is he can miss bats with the other stuff. Cubs are going to mess with his usage. Like he'll throw more splits or more sliders or whatever. Whatever their plan is, he's clearly on board with. That, that's my read on, on that part of it. Um, crazy high strikeout rate in Japan, very low walk rate, really high ceiling. We'll see what it ends up being. But now that you've got that guy at that money, which is lower than expected, and they made the trade that you talked about for Michael Bush with, from the Dodgers, and we can talk about him specifically, he'll be a first baseman or maybe a third baseman, lefty power bat. I think he'll be a starter from day one. Now that they've done that, they should be freed up for more. Well, they should have always been freed up for more, for right? For sure, but there was a deadline with Imanaga, which was the posting fee deadline, which was today. So they were waiting, along with a lot of the rest of the industry, for this deadline. Now they've got him locked down. They know what that money is. They trade for Bush, and they know what that money is. Which is very little. Very, very little. Gave up a, a couple of prospects, one very good young pitching prospect to get Michael Bush. The kid was 19 that they gave up, Yeah, right? Jackson Ferris, yeah. 19 years old, 6'4", 210, I think. Big-time arm as a lefty. But he's played one year of A-ball like his estimated arrival in the bigs is like 2026 or 2027. Yeah, the stuff that I was reading about him is basically the stuff is frontline starting pitcher. So I mean it, it it could be a terrible deal, but it won't be for 5 years. Yeah, like like at least 3 years away yeah. from the him impacting the big league roster. You're trying to win right now. Yeah. Like literally right the hell now. And this guy Bush put up huge numbers, but was blocked in LA and is a bat and is a lefty bat who has power upside. Yeah. They weren't going to be able to keep him because of the 40 man roster. So they trade him. He was the prospect top prospect in the Pacific coast league last year, had huge numbers and it is not like they think he could be a Max Muncy type lefty bat, ton of home runs, not great defensively, but useful at third or first. So they're not done. They're nowhere near done. I wouldn't be shocked if Cody Bellinger is next or if Reese Hoskins is next. And I mean, those are the two names that have been the most directly linked to them, right? But if Hoskins comes and Bush is supposed to play first, uh-huh. what happens? You've got Morell is still here too, right? You've got <laughs> third base that is an issue. So you'd have Morell and Hoskins and this guy, Michael Bush, to rotate between third base and first base and DH. And Hoskins can't play third. So you'd be asking Bush to play more third. Right, yeah, a lot more third. Because yeah. Wisdom's still here, too. Right, yeah, but it, Wisdom will be a bench piece and might not make well, the team. Of, yeah, some of these guys are going to be bench pieces, though. But yeah, I mean, they, Madrigal, they, too. And Bellinger is the most likely. I, I think a Bellinger signing news could come anytime in the next 24 hours, like even conceivably tomorrow for the surprise walkout. I will not be shocked if akin to Dexter Fowler showing up at spring training uh, for 2016, if Cody Bellinger is a surprise announcement tomorrow. I don't have that on authority. It's just there are a lot of tea leaves being read and that 
there's not a big market for Cody Bellinger. Scott Boris has been holding out, and maybe he will still hold out and try to drum up a market. Yeah, I mean, that guys wait so long now in free agency. I'd be a little surprised if they did that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I guess my read was slightly different from yours on the Bush trade. Like, wouldn't you think that that makes Hoskins less likely? Yeah, possibly. I, I, I think that makes that move a lot less likely. I would. I still think maybe Justin Turner then sub that in for Hoskins as a guy who can play third base as a uh, as a veteran and a righty power bat. You could slide right in. So what I still think, and this is also not from somebody, but just logic and watch this long enough. They've got their top prospects who are blocked too. I thought this whole time that the big move was going to be a trade, that it wasn't that good of a free agent class. and There could still be another one. Well, but so like, I, I guess my thought is like whether Bellinger happens or it doesn't, and whether it happens tomorrow or if it happens in 45 days because baseball's weird now with the timeline and Scott Boris wants to wait or anything like that, mm-hmm. three of their top four prospects are outfielders, and you've got PCA, and you've got Hap, uh, and you've got Seiya. I just it feels like they should be able to deal from a position of organizational strength for someone or something because what's their rotation right now? Steele, Tyone, Imanaga, Imanaga, Hendricks, Jordan Wicks, and then maybe Javier Assad. Feels like there maybe is maybe Drew a, Smiley. There's still a spot that needs to be. It feels like filled. there is a a front end spot that. I will trade for the pitcher who's hitting his arbitration years, who's going to get expensive for you that you know you're not going to resign, but we can afford it, and I'll give you young, cost-controlled bats. I don't think a trade for Tyler Glass now that they were trying to do would have precluded this signing for Imanaga necessarily. I don't think a trade for Shane Bieber is out of the question at this point. Cease? To your, to your point. I, I mean, cease conceivable. Cease is in a weird spot, man. White he, Sox are in a weird spot. No, no, I Put just, it out there, and Dylan Cease is like, I guess I'm going to be traded. I learned that mm-hmm. from a press conference yesterday. Yeah, gets handled that strangely, but the I guess I just, when I saw Imanaga's contract also, it was kind of like they were both... Like, Imanaga's like, I'll bet on myself, and I want to be there. And they're like, cool. But it also could just be a two-year deal. Could you know, be. You know, like, I, like it, it'll it, be a it, mutual, it, a mutual opt-in after two years. Yeah. So I just, it, I just, they, they want to stay malleable, man. I love that it's Michael Bush instead of Matt Chapman. Um, if it's going to be Justin Turner or less likely Hoskins, it's not going to be a long-term deal. The only guy who might be a long-term deal at this point is 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 Bellinger. Even if they and go, it's probably not going to be. I mean, five years. I don't know. I, it, it it depends what the other offers are out there. Boris is asking for the world for Bellinger, and he's not getting it from anyone. Uh, one other name to throw out there because they could still go out and get a reliever. And it's it could be Josh Hader. It's going to be very interesting. One of the well, things that would be a big expenditure. That that would be a eighty million dollar relief pitcher. I don't know if he's looking at multiple year deals. They might be able to find it at two years with a higher average annual value. We're going to talk to Craig Council tomorrow, which is awesome. at this time at yeah. this very time tomorrow at the Cub Convention. We'll be talking to Council. I want to know what his relationship was like with Josh Hader. We managed for several years up there. Um, and, and, and he said something at his press conference about the power of remaining malleable. 
with the payroll, not locking yourself in to big money deals as much as possible from year to year to year. So there, there's a lot of interesting things happening, and it's going to be a very active offseason for the rest of the Cubs' way. If you're going to be at uh, Cubs convention tomorrow, Braving the Snow, come find us at the Sheridan. We're upstairs kind of by the entrance to the main ballroom. Uh, Gary Matthews is going to be on the show tomorrow. Uh, by the, by uh, Always in person. We're thinking Carter Hawkins. We know Jameson Tyone. Nico Horner at five, and we got a little something for Nico Horner that we're going to give him. Craig Council making his first appearance, uh, hopefully of many, uh, on the show tomorrow. So we, we got a lot of cool things set up tomorrow. Yeah, man, I, I, I can't wait. Uh, I've, I've been itching to think baseball and obviously talk some baseball, and tomorrow will be a, a lovely opportunity to do so. Well, I'll just, I'll just talk to Jed about Caleb Williams off to the side. <laughs> That's okay, right? Sure. I, I can do that. Yeah. I bet you he would take Caleb. Yeah. It's Parkinson's Beagle on the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.